go here we go welcome in on this monday evening your humble host chip washington here with you for another edition of real talk memphis glad that you are with us wherever it is you might be with us from and speaking of that you can catch us in a couple of three different ways if you're listening live of course right now 91.7 wyxr you could also pick us up on the tune in app just put in wyxr in the search and press the button and you'll hear us or you can go to wyxr.org and you can hear us crystal clearly live. And as we are a podcast, uh, sometime after tomorrow when they post it, you can hear us on wherever you get your podcast. You know, I like saying that kind of stuff. So anyway, I hope that you guys are doing okay. I hope that it has been a good week since the last time we were able to visit with one another. It's hot. Isn't it hot? It's hot. And uh, so the temperature today, I think, was 96, I want to say. Uh, it was my, my car thermometer was like 96, 97 all the way over here. So it's pretty warm. So I hope that you follow all the hot weather, you know, rules. Uh, drink plenty of fluids. I don't mean alcohol. I mean water. Drink plenty of fluids. <laughs> Keep yourself well hydrated out there as well. We have a, a good show for you tonight, but I have to admit that I'm a, a bit sad, um, as many of us are, at the very sudden passing of Leon Gray. Leon um, died Friday at the age of 62. Uh, he was, in a word, wonderful. I mean, this, this guy, um, everybody in town knew him, and if you didn't know him, you wanted to know him. He um, was so deeply ingrained in the community, the city of Memphis, uh, the, the county of Shelby. He worked for the county commission for about 10 years uh, as uh, one of their legislative liaisons. For the last four or five years, he's worked uh, at the juvenile justice court uh, as an assistant to uh, Judge Dan Michael. Uh, he has been a former radio personality. He has been a former television news uh, reporter and anchor. He's done just about everything. And and if you've had a party in this town, uh, I'm sure that many of you have utilized his services as a mobile DJ as well. Uh, big loss, really, really big loss. And if you, you know, have seen the newspaper or you've seen the uh, social media uh, content pages on Facebook, you will uh, see just tribute after tribute after tribute to this man. Uh, we're going to uh, dedicate this show. I'm dedicating this show to the memory of uh, Leon Gray tonight. And we're also going to uh, have a snippet from a show that he actually produced here. He and uh, a young lady by the name of Miss Cookie uh, did a program that aired right here on WYXR called Blues in the Basement. And it aired uh, every Thursday from noon to one very, very uh, uplifting, entertaining show. The banter between both of them was was really, really special. And we're going to play a couple of snippets, uh, you know, in tribute to him as well. As far as the rest of the show is concerned, hopefully you will like what you hear. My guest tonight will be Kevin Kern. He is the vice president of public relations for Memphis Tourism. And, of course, now that uh, most of the restrictions have been eased, a lot of folks back out in the street, a lot of folks back in the clubs, a lot of folks 
back in the restaurants and just getting out and about and doing their thing, which means cha-ching for the local economy. And Kevin is going to talk a little bit about how Memphis tourism as a whole is on the rise and what that means for the economy moving forward. We will also visit with Pastor Charlie Caswell. Uh, he will, he's been a guest on our show before. He'll be back tonight. We're going to talk a little bit about um, all the violence that we're seeing in the city. I mean, it just seems like it's not just here, but it's everywhere, but we live here. So that's what I'm concerned about. And uh, we also uh, have the dawn of a new era today. We have our first uh, female police chief in the history of the city of Memphis, uh, Chief C.J. Davis, was officially sworn in today as her first day as the uh, top cop in the city of Memphis. Uh, hopefully down the road, not too far distant future, once she gets through with all her other press obligations, we can get her on the show to talk a little bit about uh, her agenda moving forward and uh, how she plans on uh, tackling the uh, many issues we have uh, in this city head on. And in the uh, second half hour, we will have Michael Adrian Davis. He is the madman of morning radio. You can hear him each and every morning. I think it's what, 6 to 10 AM on 88.5, the voice of SCS. He is hosting an event this weekend. Of course, Juneteenth is a Saturday, and he's hosting an event uh, that is going to pay um, homage and honor to uh, various men in the community who have stepped up uh, and have done great things uh, to help uh, in the service of others, and also fathers as well as Father's Day weekend. By the way, Ladies and gentlemen, Father's Day is Sunday. Okay, so now I, I know that that got a yawn for most of you, but let me say it again. Father's Day is Sunday, okay? Now I know <laughs> moms, moms have their day, and usually, you know, when Mother's Day comes, you can't find a place to eat in town. All the restaurants are full. Now that COVID is sort of backing away now, I think things are going to start to, you know, start to fill up and stuff. On Father's Day, plenty of good seats available, okay? Plenty of good seats available in restaurants. <laughs> you guys know I'm telling the truth. You know I'm telling the truth. So, look, take some time and honor the fathers in your life out there uh, on this Sunday. Will you do that? Okay, okay, good. So, as we always do, we start the show off by uh, celebrating you. So, Adam, if you will, please, if uh, you are celebrating a birthday, an anniversary, or <laughs> graduation or other special event, uh, this is your time. And congratulations to each and every one of you. Happy birthday to Ernest Cobb. Happy birthday to Gina Chisholm, Ashley Dandridge, Mark Pearson, Derek Dean. Uh, let's see here. Erica Adams, happy birthday to you. And Regina Hughes, happy birthday to you. Yesterday was Mr. Trey Moore's birthday. Trey's been on the show. Great kid. Big time entrepreneur. He's going to make it big one of these days. And also, um, I don't know if you celebrated an anniversary this past weekend or today or whenever, but happy anniversary to you. I do want to do a graduation shout out. Marquette graduated. You know my producer Marquette. He graduated this weekend from high school. He is officially done, done, done. Uh, also, Patricia uh, no, I'm sorry, Patricia, Patricia, Patricia McKinney. Sometimes I can't read my own handwriting. Anyway, she wanted me to make sure that I shouted out her niece, uh, Liberty Downs. She graduated from Tresvan High School this weekend. So, uh, Liberty, congratulations on your graduation. And all of you who graduated from the Shelby County Schools or wherever this weekend, congratulations to you. Now it's time to get serious and go to work and find a job. How about that? Anyway, uh, a couple of news and notes uh, before we move forward here. Uh, let's see here. Well, um, I'm trying to figure out where I want to start here. Uh, there is still, um, COVID is still with us, by the way, uh, just in case you hadn't realized it now. Many of the restrictions have been relaxed, uh, but we still need folks to get vaccinated. Vaccinations means something. Please vaccinate, vaccinate, and vaccinate so we can get back to herd immunity, so we can really get back to doing what it is we want to do. 
uh, over the weekend. Uh, we had four folks uh, that were killed over the weekend here in Memphis. This is a problem, not just here, but everywhere, okay? But if I don't mention it, then everybody acts like there's not an issue unless, of course, it personally affects you. Um, so, again, it's tough out here. It's dangerous out here. And please, 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 please be careful wherever you are and whatever it is you happen to be doing. Pay attention to your surroundings and uh, those uh, around you. As I mentioned earlier, we do have a new police chief, C.J. Davis. Chief Davis is uh, uh, the first female in the history of the uh, Memphis Police Department. Uh, She began her tenure this afternoon, and she's also the first outside selection in well over 20 years. And She's got a lot of challenges to face. I said this before and I'll say it again. One person cannot solve the crime problem that we deal with in this city. One person can't do it, okay? It takes a village and it takes all of us. And when I talk to Charlie Caswell a little bit later on in the broadcast, we will uh, chat about that subject in particular. Uh, there was a unity walk this weekend uh, against uh, violence, uh, for a unity walk for nonviolence this weekend. Hundreds of people showed up. And again, we asked the question, you know, what can we do? I mean, how, how can we how can we change things? How can we fix the problem? You know, so, you know, I guess it has a lot to do with being unified, having conversation, really getting into some substantive discussions. I happen to think that some deterrence need to be, you know, I mean, made serious. In other words, if you commit a crime, you should be afraid to commit a crime for the penalty and punishment you get on the back end of it. And I don't see that happening. There are a lot of people talking about a lot of different things. Oh, single parents and this and that. That's nonsense. There's a lot of, 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 of issues and there's a lot of problems and there's a lot of forces um, that are pulling our young people in various directions. And uh, we just have to keep talking. We have to keep praying. We have to keep working to try to get them back on the right track. Uh, did you know that uh, they broke ground on a new sports complex that will be the centerpiece it's a 126 million dollar conversion of the fairgrounds and it's going to be called liberty park and it's going to have ball fields it's going to have restaurants it's going to have retail and it's going to be a big deal down there by the fairgrounds down there by the football stadium uh it should be completed uh, sometime in early 2022 um it's going to host regional and national youth sports uh tournaments and activities so Pretty big deal. So congratulations to the city of Memphis uh, on that. And uh, finally, uh, Memphis's own Katori Hall. She's a playwright. She's an author. On Friday, she was awarded the Pulitzer Prize for her drama, The Hot Wing King. I like that title, The Hot Wing King. Uh, it has, I, I would imagine it has something to do with hot wings here in Memphis. I'm not exactly sure, but, you know, that's, 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 it's a good guess. But congratulations to her. Very, very talented young lady indeed. Okay, so um, as I mentioned at the top, um, a lot of us are reeling from the, from the sudden passing of, uh, of uh, Leon Gray. Of course, uh, many of you knew him. He was uh, 62 years old. He died on Friday. He was a longtime TV and radio broadcaster. And as I mentioned, he co-hosted a show right here on this station called Blues in the Basement uh, that is heard on Thursdays. And uh, he was also a special assistant to the Shelby County Juvenile Court Judge Dan Michael. Uh, He died Friday. Uh, He was a faithful member of New Sardis Baptist Church. He was a Sunday school teacher. As I mentioned earlier, he was a radio personality with Clear Channel. Uh, he also worked at WDIA. He worked in uh, radio in Houston, Texas. He was on television here in this town as a reporter at uh, ABC 24, uh, UPN 30. He worked at WDIA and various other radio stations in town, uh, you know, as well. Um, community outreach, giving back, giving to others and not counting himself in the equation was what he was all about. A kind, decent, honorable man who leaves behind a wife and uh, four adult sons and, uh, and a whole host of uh, uh, family, friends, and colleagues. And um, you are all in my prayers. I'm praying for all of uh, those who knew him and um, that, you know, God gives us the strength to carry on. But if he were here, he would want us to all carry on and carry on his work and complete his work because what you give is what you get. And as we go to break, uh, I want to play a little snippet of what was to be his last show, uh, Blues in the Basement, 
uh, he and Cookie, uh, as we go to break, uh, as we dedicate this show tonight to the memory of Leo, uh, Leon Gray, I'm sorry. Uh, this is Real Talk Memphis. I'm Chip. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Welcome to another edition of Blues in the Basement. I'm Leon, the leader. And I'm Cookie B. Cookie B, we got a lot of uh, versus yes. requests. I'm so excited. After we found out that people wanted us to do the versus show. Why not join the game, right? Let's join the game. Let's so do it. let's start out with something great. Two, two of the greatest blues artists of all time. Yes, Betty Wright versus Millie. Jackson. A clean up woman is a woman who gets all the love we girls leave behind. The reason I know so much about her is because she picked up all the man. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. This is Bishop Phoebe Rofe of the Episcopal Diocese of West Tennessee. Tune in every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. at WYXR 91.7 FM to hear conversations with community leaders about the role of faith in their lives. That's Faithfully Memphis right here on WYXR FM. Hey Memphis, my name is Ron Buck. I am looking forward to bringing you my show, Riverside, every Friday from 1 to 2 p.m. I will be playing rock and blues, old and new, and featuring Memphis music and events. I hope you'll tune in to Riverside every Friday at 1 p.m. on WYXR 91.7 FM, Raised by Sound. This is Zach Ives. My show, A Box of Records, plays every Tuesday night, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m., right here on WYXR 91.7 FM, Memphis, Tennessee. Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. It's 
And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis. Uh, Chip here on this uh, Monday. And we talked uh, uh, before the break about the fact that, of course, uh, COVID restrictions are being loosened and a lot of folks are in the streets. A lot of folks are uh, out in the streets and, uh, you know, things are getting busy all over again. And that means good news for the Memphis tourism and the Memphis economy. And to talk with us about that is a man I hadn't talked to in quite some time. But he is the vice president of public relations for Memphis tourism. And he is Kevin Kern. Kevin, thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate you, man. Uh, glad to be here, Chip. Good to good to hear your voice and, and glad to great to be talking about things starting to to get busier in Memphis now that more shots have gone in on Absolutely that. So speaking of of that, and you know, I've seen you on a lot lately talking about uh, you know, the activity really picking up and not only the restaurants and the other businesses and the hotels. So how how is the 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 outlook? Um how are things looking so far? Uh, as uh, the uh, restrictions are being released? Well, you know, uh, the tourism and hospitality industry, you know, is the first to be impacted and the last to recover. And uh, that's been true uh, with economic crises, uh, 9-11, and now the the global pandemic. And even on a much more wider scale, considering domestic and international travel was was halted uh, last spring. However, Memphis... Uh, coming out of the pandemic where uh, restrictions were lifted and Americans were getting a little bit more mobile and uh, putting precautions in place with masking and social distancing, those that did travel, Memphis has outperformed the national average. So as we have moved in into the spring, kind of really starting with the spring break season, Memphis has outpaced the national average uh, throughout much of the pandemic. And even now, uh, 10% above the national average in terms of hotel occupancy was which is wow. good news for our destination. And part of that is location, location, location. Yeah, This is within a day's drive of two thirds of the country. And we've also had an aggressive marketing plan going to 600 miles within Memphis, uh, kind of showcasing us as a drivable, affordable destination. So folks have been responding and showing up in our city, which is really good. Absolutely that. Uh, speaking with uh, Kevin Kern, he is the VP of Public Relations for Memphis Tourism. And, you know, speaking of that, Kevin, now there's always, uh, you know, the, the, the life is full of pluses and minuses. And, of course, uh, I think one of the things that the pandemic really caused um, from an economic perspective uh, is the job force. And I think it's slow to return. And I think the hospitality industry and the restaurants are still struggling behind that. What can you tell us, you know, about about that whole effort to try to get folks back working again so people can really enjoy Memphis? Well, you know, Memphis is is not just a great tourism destination. It is also a logistics center. So our city has played a pivotal role in moving goods across the country directly to homes. Uh, and, of course, then even the, the vaccine itself moving through Memphis International with FedEx. So FedEx, Amazon having a large presence here. Folks that found themselves furloughed or laid off at the start of the pandemic in our, in our tourism and hospitality hospitality industry sector, uh, some of them found work in, in those places and it's hard to get them to come back. And, you know, we're also a spot where you're really interacting with the public. So some people were apprehensive about that, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, for us as the tourism and hospitality industry, we're hoping to to show folks that it's more than just a job, that tourism and hospitality can be a career. And there is uh, upward momentum within, uh, you know, the, the structure of hotels and attractions and restaurants, et cetera, especially with hotels, there's an opportunity to not only work here in Memphis, but also travel the world. And so we, we hope folks will see it as a career opportunity and more than just a job. But one of the re- most fun things I think about working in this industry is that you really do meet people from across the country and around the world working right. in this industry. And you get a, a global view. So going to one of our hotels is like almost uh, a little mini UN getting to meet folks from all over. Absolutely. Uh, talking with Kevin Kern from the uh, Memphis Tourism uh, Bureau. And, you know, uh, Kevin, one of the other uh, setbacks, if you will, in terms of the over ec- uh, the, the economic overview was, you know, us being having to cancel major events, Memphis and May and a lot of other things. How much of a hit did the economy take from your perspective in the tourism side of things? And how long do you think it will take to sort of recover that? 
Well, you know, tourism pre-pandemic was a $3.6 billion industry, accounted for over $100 million in tax revenue for the city, $100 million, another $100 million in tax revenue for the state, uh, tourism being one of the largest industries in Tennessee. And when you kind of look at our workforce of 50,000 plus in tourism and hospitality across Memphis and Shelby County, uh, that's a significant, um, you know, number of folks um, impacted by this. And, uh, you know, while it, it certainly hurt, um, you know, Memphis has fared better than the rest of the America, even in some of the, you know, midway through uh, the last year, there are nights that Memphis outpaced Tampa, Florida, a coastal city in terms of hotel occupancy over a weekend. So wow. Memphis has done well this past April. We actually captured 93% of hotel occupancy, 93% of what we actually had in April of 2019. So just seven percentage points off of, uh, you know, matching 2019. So our market is bouncing back. Um, we have certainly taken a hit. No hotel made any money during the pandemic. And, you know, there were folks, you know, my some of my counterparts who work in, um, you know, sales or PR and marketing, they were parking cars at valet, delivering room service yeah. and flipping rooms yeah. uh, throughout all of this. So, um, you know, we've all had to do unique things throughout the pandemic and our industry is resilient. And, um, you know, folks, again, part of that upward momentum, you start out, you know, we have uh, Doug Brown, the Peabody GM started out, um, you know, as a dishwasher in a hotel. Now he's the GM of the South Grand Hotel, the Peabody. So it just shows you, you know, what can happen working in this industry. So as we move forward um, down the road here, we're into June. And as we get into the uh, summer and fall and even winter, what can we look forward to from the tourism side of things here in Memphis and Shelby County? You know, I think you asked about Memphis in May earlier and that, you know, that it was a little bit of a, a tough to swallow with not having Bill Street Music Fest, which is always a really big kickoff yeah, to yeah. the spring season. Um, however, Barbecue Fest weekend was still pretty strong for a majority of our downtown hotels, uh, whether folks were coming to the contest or just getting out and about. You know, business travel is one of those sectors that is still yet to bounce back. You know, Fortune 500 major corporations are not putting their employees back on the road unless it's absolutely essential. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of sales calls are still taking place uh, via Zoom. Mm-hmm. But at some point, you know, some of the predictions are is that late third, early fourth quarter, we'll start, start to see business travel pick back up as well as group business meetings and conventions uh, that, you know, once we have uh, herd immunity, and uh, we perhaps see no more strains that will challenge the vaccine. Americans will be able to get back on planes with greater comfort and companies will be able to send their employees back out without fearing any sort of repercussions uh, of folks getting sick. Well, I gotta tell you something, my friend. Uh, It is nice to see life uh, back uh, downtown Memphis, uh, as I'm sure that you're you're happy about that as well. And uh, we just hope that uh, things uh, bounce back sooner rather than later. Kevin Kern from the uh, Memphis Tourism Bureau, Vice President Public Relations, and my longtime friend, thank you for coming on the show tonight. And listen, um, as uh, time moves on, uh, next few months, uh, maybe the first of the year, I'll have you back, and we'll talk about uh, the outlook for 2022. How's that? Please do. Thank you, Chip. Thanks for having us on. And, uh, you know, we just encourage folks to, if you've not been out to your favorite restaurant, get back out there and go see go see the folks and have your favorite meal. And um, if you feel up to it, uh, hit the road and take a trip or be a tourist in your own hometown. You are the man. Thank you, Kevin. Appreciate it. Talk soon. Take care. Okay. Kevin Kern, ladies and gentlemen, from Memphis Tourism, uh, giving us the rundown on where things uh, have been and where things stand currently. There's still some challenges out there, and we're slowly working our way back. We're slowly starting to pick up the pace a little bit. So, as he said, get out to your favorite, uh, you know, restaurant or movies or hit the Beale Street or do whatever it is you do when you're out doing whatever it is that you do. Anyway, we're going to take another break. And when we come back, we are going to, uh, we're going to bring it inward. We're going to talk about some of the challenges that we face as a city and as a community as we deal with crime. Uh, on the other side of the break, Pastor Charlie Caswell will join me. This is Real Talk Memphis. I'm Chip. You know who you are. We'll be right back.
If you like real talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest? or have a guest idea, then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. Hey everyone, this is Janet, host of Jaunt with Janet, Wednesdays from 4 to 6 p.m., bringing you new releases in the rock, pop, and electronic genres with a little bit of the old fused in, all here on WYXR Memphis 91.7 FM. Yo, what up, what up, what up? It is the president of Driven Type T, and you're now tuned in to Memphis's own WYXR 91.7 FM. The station with the city soul, man. Come on, you know what it is. <laughs> Remember, never stop. Stay driven. Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis, ladies and gentlemen. Memphis peeps, wherever you are on this beautiful and hot Monday. So um, we have a problem in this city, like all cities do, and uh, one of the more inherent problems that we're dealing with is crime. So we can't face it and we can't deal with it if we don't talk about it. Uh, uh, my next guest is someone who is on the front lines every single day. Uh, he is a pastor. He is a community activist. Um, he, again, and, and uh, his main goal is to try to get Memphis to understand that there has to be a better way besides the violence that we deal with. He is my friend, Pastor Charlie Caswell. Charlie, thank you for being on the show. I really appreciate you, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? Man, blessed, man. I'm telling you. It's, I'm blessed, but I'm, I'm, I'm sad about what we're continuing to see in our city. But yes, but other than that, I'm doing well. Yeah, so listen, I wanted to get you on because, you know, you've always been honest. You've always been real. You've always been direct and straightforward. You're a pillar in the Fraser community. Uh, and, and, and unfortunately, a lot of the headlines that we see tragically uh, emanate from that particular part of town. But, but Charlie, I'm just going to ask a, you know, a, a, a straight up question. First and foremost, what keeps you up at night when you think about where we are as a society and, and why we just can't seem to turn the corner on this violence? Yeah, I think a lot of what keeps me up at night is the fact that I know that they've, that old saying that hurt people hurt people. And I know that I'm living in a community with many hurt people that from generational hurt, from uh, trauma, from even from their childhood. And, and, and sadly, there is not a lot of resources to address and mitigate uh, that hurt, not just as an adult, but even when they from their childhood throughout. And so that that that's a lot of what keeps me up and keeps me going to get back up to, to do this work. It is uh, it, it's always sad when, you know, we have to start out on a Monday tallying up the deaths that we have seen o over the previous weekend. I know Friday from 12 a.m., early Friday morning until 5 a.m., we had four murders in the city of Memphis. And I think we had four over the weekend. So that's a total of eight. And uh, now all of a sudden the, the top stories on every national newscast are about the mass shootings, the mass killings uh, all across this country. Uh, you have um, started uh, a nonprofit organization and, 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 and are really trying to address, as you said, hurt people uh, who hurt other people. Talk more about that and talk more about some of the other things uh, that we need to be doing out here. 
Yeah, and as you said it, Chip, I mean, I just got back not too long ago from Crossville, Tennessee, uh, doing some training in that community uh, in Inglewood, California, doing some training yeah. out there. Uh, just across the country, we all are seeing uh, before the pandemic, there was an epidemic. And that epidemic was the trauma that many individuals who grew up uh, with and, and never had that trauma addressed. And that, and, and that is stated from the Center from Disease Control called adverse childhood experience. And I'm talking about the same Center for Disease Control who told us to wear our masks, wash our hands, sure. wash, watch our distance. Mm -hmm. Way back in 1995 and 96, they told us that this epidemic was gonna lead to those who had experienced four or more traumatic experience before their 18th birthday, to them becoming 12, at risk of 1,200 times more likely to attempt suicide. 50 to 60 percent more likely to use drugs and alcohol. So when I talk about what keeps me up uh, is that very fact that we have been silent to this silent death of hurt and trauma that is now escalating as children, as young adults are getting older. Uh, we're seeing it played out in the streets. Uh, even before, I think it was up into April, and a lot of people don't know this, there was some 40-some children shot accidentally yes. Yes. and some, uh, you know, uh, by, with a gun in our community. Absolutely. That is a ripple effect of other children, family members that have that live with them that's rippling out in our community. Those children are not being heard, not getting counseling, not getting support, so they're normalizing the violence that I saw as a 13-year-old when my best friend was shot in the chest in front of me. And then my friend the next year at 14-year-old shot in his head. And I normalized death and got numb to it growing up. Charlie, uh, and we're speaking with uh, Charlie Caswell, uh, community activist, pastor. Charlie, you, you mentioned um, especially the, the, the younger set. We are seeing violent crimes, murders committed by, I mean, Young teens, 13, 14, 15 years old. I don't know that I've, I would have ever thought I would see the day when this type of escalating violence has permeated our just our young teens. And that, to me, is extremely troubling. Well, I, I knew it was coming, and this is why it, it, it keeps me busy because that's what I saw at 13 and 14 and 15 years old. And many of my friends who are parents of these individuals who are now numb to this violence because they saw it. And, and, and sadly, they never got it addressed. So again, because they were empty and they had nothing to give, these children are, are sitting there empty and feeling like the only way that they can get something out of the attention is by doing what, sadly, what music videos and, and, and the music they hear on the radio about shooting up the club, shooting up the place. They think that's how they get their fame uh, watching this uh, process take its place. Do you think that, um, and, and you cited some really good examples, I mean, the internet, uh, the, the social media, the music, the rapping, I mean, just just uh, just exploiting violence, uh, ex ex exploiting, uh, you know, um, uh, behavior, you know, where, you know, somebody attacks somebody sexually and, and other things like this. The culture that we we are we are dealing with out here, there's a whole nother culture, the, the rap and, and 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 like you say, it glorifies violence and it, it glorifies a lot of negative uh, things out here. Is that pull that strong? And is there a way to be able to change that perspective, if you will, for these young people? I, I say it this way, there's nothing new under the sun. When a person is empty, uh, they look for something to fill them. And when you don't have a community of individuals who have been loved or know how to show love, then it's easy for these young people to go out here and get a false reality that looks real. That's why gang members are so easily to say, hey fam, come be a part of what I'm doing. Exactly. Now they feel a part of something mm -hmm. and they watch this glamorous life that, that's only temporary, but they're not gonna tell them that it's temporary. So yes, social media, uh, TV, sadly, televisions is telling the vision of these individuals who don't have no one to tell them what a real, uh, normal, uh, you know, life's supposed to be like. Speaking with Charlie Caswell um, here on Real Talk, and 
we're having some real talk here. And Charlie, there was a unity walk again this past weekend. Uh, hundreds of folks uh, show up for these things, and then it seems like two, three hours later, <laughs> we're dealing with violent episodes all over again. I don't know that there's one answer, but I mean, yeah. but, but, but where do we start? What do we do? I know you talk a lot about uh, filling the void, um, which is yeah. what I hear from you, filling the void uh, internally, emotionally uh, with these young people. But I mean, but, but, but I mean, what do we do? Where do we go? If I'm hungry, I got to eat. Okay. And if I'm empty, I got to get filled. And what we got to understand is, is that we're leaving our children and in young adults and even some adults who are empty and they eating off the prey of other individuals is sadly, they think like if I, in, in our community, if I put you down, that lifts me up. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and that mindset has been normalized by people that have been traumatized and they have seen it happen in their homes. They have seen it happen in their community and they're seeing it happening on TV. So that is where sadly we're stuck right now. And so until we become trauma informed and trauma responsive as a community, meaning that if, if I see my brothers down, I got to find a way to lift them up. Right. And, and, and not even that, you know, you may not be my real brother, but I got to become my brother's people. And we have, we have not normalized that type of relationship in our communities. That's why we are where we are, I think. Charlie, I want to close on this uh, because I know that uh, you knew him well, uh, Leon. And uh, I am dedicating this show uh, tonight uh, to him. Uh, of course, uh, you know, dying, you know, so suddenly the way he did at such a young uh, age, Leon Gray. I wanted, if you would, to share a few of your thoughts in reference to him and some of the memories you have of him. Well, you know, I tell you, man, so many of them. Leon was a great guy. I met him back when we was working on the Brothers and Race some 20-some years ago, mm -hmm. and he always tried to encourage me. I was a young boy coming out the projects, again, looking at the zeal of life, and Leon really uh, talked to me about that slowdown, uh, understanding the processes in life, like Charlie even as we was meeting each other just over the years, hey, Charlie, it, it's a process to this. You just can't jump and it become that. And, and that helped me to be mentor and pass that down and pass that baton on to the younger people that I'm that I'm working with now. So it is, that's what we need, more men like Leon Gray. When I think of Dr. Leon Gray, though I think he left us early, I believe he left us empty. He left us where he pulled out his life to other young men like me and others can say that we got something from that yes. to pass on to the next generation. Well, amen to that, man. And thank you for taking a minute to, to, to share your memories of him. I mean, he is, his death has touched so many uh, so deeply um, the past few days in particular. And uh, more importantly, I want to thank you for not only coming on the show, but I want to thank you for your dedication. I want to thank you for your steadfastness. And I want to thank you for all you do to try to make things better uh, here in the city of Memphis and Frazier, where you live, and in Shelby County as a whole. And you know, my friend, I'm going to call you again, and I'm going to invite you back, and I want you to come back on the show anytime you want, okay? Yes, sir. Bless you, sir. You take care. Keep doing the good work. Thank you, Charlie. appreciate you. All right. All right. Uh, Charlie Caswell, ladies and gentlemen, and, uh, you know, spoke some truth. Um, you know what? If you're empty, um, you need something to fill it up. But instead of filling it up with the negative, we got to try to work on filling it up with more positive reinforcements. And again, uh, as I said earlier, uh, I have dedicated uh, tonight to Leon Gray. And you heard Charlie uh, has some wonderful words about him and uh I was struck by what he said at the end. Uh, he left us empty. He was empty. I mean, he gave everything he had, everything he was to this city and to this community to try to make it a better place. All right, we're going to take one final break. And when we come back, we are going to talk to Michael Adrian Davis, the madman of morning radio. This is Real Talk Memphis. I am Chip. And stay with us. We're right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest? 
or have a guest idea, then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. Thanks to the support of you, our listeners, WYXR's inaugural pledge drive was a resounding success. In addition to donations from the public, we are proud to thank our matching sponsors, including Sterling Building Specialists, Crosstown Dental, Involve Client Services, Grinder Tabor Grinder, Nexair, and Bible and Tired Record Company. We are grateful for your generosity and assistance in striving towards our goal. WYXR is brought to you by Crosstown Concourse, your home for a summer of rediscovery. With over 1 million square feet of space, both indoors and outside, dedicated to hospitality, curiosity, and fun, Concourse is here for you to safely venture back into the world and reconnect with friends, family, and community. To learn more about upcoming events and specials, visit CrosstownConcourse.com. The Orpheum Theater Group presents the new On Stage at the Holleran Center season. The 21 through 22 season brings a diverse array of live entertainment to downtown Memphis, including a music series, orchestra and plug series, songwriter series, and an illusion series. More information at orpheum-memphis.com. The stuff that WYXR brings to the airwaves is already playing in the parking lots and basements where the next generation's journey is just getting started. And we can't imagine building the brands we do without the role music played in our lives. No matter what kind of art you make, music is what sets you on your path. Loaded for Bear is proud to support WYXR and community radio everywhere. Tone, in partnership with Unapologetic, presents a Juneteenth family reunion. With a new name, new brand, and new strategy in tow, the Orange Mound-based nonprofit Tone partners with the innovative arts and culture ecosystem Unapologetic to deliver a Juneteenth celebration that looks and feels like a family reunion. The celebration of the legacy and freedom of those who came before us will feature live music, food trucks, games, and more, and will be hosted at the site of the newly announced Orange Mound Tower and will be free and open to the public. However, capacity will be limited to maintain social distancing. Guests must RSVP at ToneMemphis.org. Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis. Uh, I'm your host, Chip Washington. And with me right now is a man who is no stranger to the radio airways in the city of Memphis and the county of Shelby. He is uh, who I would like to call the madman of morning radio. He is Michael Adrian Davis. You can hear him each and every weekday morning on 88.5, the voice of SCS. And uh, he is with us now. Uh, Michael Adrian, are you there? I am here. Can you hear me? Are we connected? Man, we are connected, my friend. We are connected. And thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Oh, man, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. And uh, so is my audio good? I can talk louder? No, no, you're, no you're, you're fine. You're, you're good. You're good. You're 10-4, as they say, in the, in the business here. So listen, um, uh, I'm going to ask you uh, about our friend uh, Leon here uh, at, the, at the end of our interview. But uh, Juneteenth celebration is this weekend. 
and you are uh, hosting uh, a special event for men who have uh, gone above and beyond and fathers as well. Please tell our audience about that. Man, I've got like a threefold, a uh, three-prong approach to uh, to my uh, to, uh, to the foundation. So uh, many know me uh, from the radio guy, TV, and things of that nature. Yes, sir. I've uh, kind of transitioned, although I still do radio, as you've already stated, but trying to kind of transitioning uh, to using my brand to, to, to kind of do another mission. So anyway, to that point, to your point, uh, we are celebrating fathers who've gone above and beyond, uh, and also we're also fishing for the men who uh, still have skills and, and desires and hopes and dreams but may have lost their way due, due to whatever reasons, whether it's the fault of their own or just some circumstance that befell them. I, whatever the case is, if they want to return back to a lifestyle of self-sustainability, that's what we're looking for. We're looking to offer them that path to that, uh, to that end. So with that being said, uh, the social event that we're having, you know, uh, Chip, right now they have like the Isley Brothers versus the OJ. Yeah, or, you know, versus. Monica versus some. Yeah. So we decided the team uh, tried to come up with Juneteenth versus Father's Day. Okay. Uh, so I, I've learned from, from another event that I had for years with uh, uh, Richie's, uh, Richie Flores owner, Sharon Coleman. We used to do an event for fathers, and we learned that Saturday was a better day uh, than Sunday. You know what I mean? Because everybody's trying to take the dads, whatever, whatever. Yeah. So um, that's why this event falls on a Saturday, which happens to be uh, June 19th. Now, of course, many may or may not know, and I know we're limited on time, so I'll talk quickly about, uh, you know, in Galveston, Texas, when they were. They found. Uh, they read the Emancipation Proclamation. Yes. A couple of years after everybody else knew about it, so to speak. So that's a celebration that goes on. And so what we're having is Juneteenth versus Father's Day here in what's uh, what's it's 901 Chelsea Park. It's right across the street from uh, Dave Well Community Center. Right. And this is really a community effort. Uh, and so I'll stop there. And if you have any questions, I'll you know I can answer. Well, well, kind of break that down for us. Uh, you know, what can people expect uh, if they uh, if they uh, come to your event all right so uh, what we've got is uh basically once you come in you'll uh register your name phone number address and then uh we'll take your temperatures and we'll give you a wristband if you're a father and we'll give you some, uh, a couple of tickets if you're uh you know a sibling or a ch- child of the father uh to come on in and have a good time when you come in we've got uh face painting we'll have uh, balloon toss we've got horseshoe uh, tournament that's going on mm-hmm. for the old heads that want to get in here uh we even talked about today uh, the, the art of double Dutch is really about to be lost when this next generation leaves here. You know what I mean? So yeah. we're going to uh, find, see, hopefully find five people in the whole crowd that knows how to do double Dutch and give them 15 minutes to teach a young person uh, that they didn't know how to do it. And then they'll <laughs> win cash and prizes if that person does well. So anyway, just a lot of fun. We got horseshoes, as I said, spades, dominoes. We'll even have a chess tournament because a lot of kids over here in North Memphis, uh, are, you know, contrary to popular belief, are really into chess. And we're going to start teaching uh, chess classes on uh, every Thursday here at some property that's here in North Memphis. But also that's from 11 o'clock until 6 o'clock. And, of course, uh, for those who wear any type of African garb, whether it's a, a bracelet or a dashiki or a hat or whatever, mm-hmm. you're going to get a free healthy uh, snack. Uh, and just by wearing that, a free refreshment. And, of course, for the fathers, we're going to have grilled uh, smoked sausage, hot dogs, hamburgers, uh, and some vegan uh, food uh, for the fathers as well. We'll have a rap battle if we can pull that off. And a father's fashion show, which we're going to ask all the dads to come up. They don't know it yet. We're going to have them come up and strut their stuff. And uh, so we're just going to have some fun, man. It's all about neighbors, learning neighbors, talking to each other, and getting out of the house to know who you're really living with every day. We are speaking with uh, Michael Adrian Davis, a longtime radio personality, 88.5, the voice of SCS, about his event going on uh, this uh, Juneteenth weekend. And, Michael, you were telling me uh, before we were chatting about uh, some of the folks that you're going to be honoring uh, some some folks in this town, too, uh, who have uh, really done some positive things. Can you talk about that uh, for a minute? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were talking about uh, the four, I guess, staples of the Klondike, Smoky City um, area and Bearwater, some other areas. Yeah. They kind of reached past that. But I'm talking about the four barbers uh, in this area, Mr. Nate, uh, Napoleon, um, over here with Nate's Barbershop over here across from Dave Wells. Also, um, we've got a barbershop right there on uh, Klondike. Uh, Mr. Stewart uh, has that. He's been over there almost. Well, he personally been there 29 years, but his uncle had it almost 60 years, so they've been in the community there. And then, of course, you've got Mr. Bland here with Bland's Barbershop and uh, Mr. Warren Lewis. Man, what can I say about that guy? Yeah. Who uh, used to cut hair with fire, uh, and he was actually on Jay Leno and all that. So uh, we're going to honor those guys just to say that uh, all that work, and it's called Beyond the Cut. 
That's the name of the award. It's called Beyond the Cut. Because like they that. went just above, beyond, just cutting hair. Listen, um, and, and that sounds like a fun time. We want everybody to come out and enjoy themselves and uh, participate in all of the good events and activities that you have. But I would be remiss. I have dedicated this program to uh, our friend Leon Gray, uh, who uh, left us uh, much too soon. And I know you, you known him for a very, you knew him for a very long time. You guys look like you could be brothers. But share, if you will, some of your memories of him. Man, uh, when I first, um, you know, because I've been in the game about thirty years now, and Leon, um, you know, so anyway, but when I first really started getting to uh, some kind of notoriety. You know, so he was already the man, so to speak, in uh, doing TV reporting, and his face was out there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I was just a voice. And so people, when they finally began to see me starting hosting programs, they would always think I was <laughs> Leon Gray. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, then they would send pictures of us side by side, and then, you know, and uh, so so it, it was that kind of thing. We had a fun little thing going every time we saw each other. But uh, <laughs> he was always somebody that I respected, and uh, and I think he did what I'm kind of getting into now where you kind of move from success to significance, where you try to really make a difference, uh, not just because a company pays you to be a spokesman. You know what I mean? Yeah. He did the traffic. I mean, he did the news stuff. He did the yeah. when he carried somebody else's water and had to be, you know, live up to their standards and all that kind of stuff. But I, I can almost uh, remember the time when that light kind of turned on for him, where he kind of felt that he no longer wanted to, he may still carry water to pay the bills, but he was going to be about what he was about. And as you said earlier on my show, that was about the young people. That was the youth. I think when they started those tours, yeah. taking kids to mm-hmm. man, and he was serious about this. He used every resource he had. He called in every favor. You finna say something? No, no, oh, no, no. I'm just listening. So no, every, I'm listening to you. He called in every favor that he had. Man, he went for broke to make sure these kids that may have been underprivileged uh, got a chance to see something that could broaden their horizon and change their lives. So, um, you know, when we say that somebody, you know, and I definitely we feel they left too soon uh, because you know we want them to be around here for our own selfish reasons to be able to reap in their talents and their gifts. But man, I think he went into warp speed uh, when the spirit umptioned him to do so, where he left a legacy that wasn't just about being on this TV station or that TV station. It wasn't just about how many Emmys or what if he did, he win any awards. If you ask some people around here who now have kids, who went to college and created a life and a career for themselves because of the motivation and the umptioning of Leon Gray, then I'm telling you, man, then, then the world is made a better place because he was here. Amen, man. Couldn't have said it better. Uh, Michael Adrian Davis, thank you, man, for coming on the show. Best of luck this weekend, and keep doing what you're doing, man. We appreciate you. And I just want to say, if anybody want to get at me, you can go to uh, uh, michaeladriandavis.com, and that's a form you can fill out there if you want to be a vendor or anything want to go on. But we're not even having really vendors. But if you have something that you want to come out and expose to the community, whether it's about you know something good or positive, we got space for you. Appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate you, it. Man. All right, take All care. Right. All right. Michael Adrian Davis, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, as uh, we've uh, mentioned uh, several times during this broadcast, uh, this is a tribute to uh, Leon Gray. And uh, as I uh, prepare to get out of here now, um, I want to try to follow his example uh, and uh, be about something. Uh, If we can do something on this show to um, make life better for uh, other people or expose folks to uh, something positive, uh, something beneficial, uh, something that means something, uh, that, then that's what I'm all about on this show. Um, I made a pledge a long time ago to reach one, teach one, and pull folks in and make people understand that there is a better way uh, out here beside uh, some of the roads that we are going down. And uh, Leon Gray was a man who lived that each and every day of his life. So, um, if the Lord says so, I'll be back here, same time, same station uh, next week. Uh, in the meantime, in between time, please take care of each other, uh, watch over each other, support and encourage each other. Lift up, don't push down. And before we go, uh, one uh, final uh, soundbite, if you will, of uh, Leon and Cookie on their show, Blues in the Basement. Uh, God, may you rest in peace, Leon, and may your memory always be a blessing for all of us here at real talk memphis i'm chip and i'm out <laughs> last time i'm gonna go. say that was a long song for you still be thinking back well, she said some it takes a little longer a little i would long. not call anything but she also said i want y'all to play catch up i don't want you to be at the end of my song and you say oh yeah i remember yeah, see, that, that's Cookie. Oh, that yeah, now I remember. remember. Lord have Ooh. mercy. No, Lord, help me. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. <laughs>
We are having a lot of fun oh, with this show. This Don't forget, show. put your request on Facebook on our page. Yes. Kazuki and then Blues in the Basement. Leon, Cookie, I want to hear whatever that is. Whatever it is. And we'll try and get that on for you. Like the old folks say, we'll oblige. We'll oblige you, baby. <laughs> and we're going to holler at you, too. If you don't do shout-outs, but we do hollers. I like the holler. We're going to do a Woo! holler. Yeah, you want a holler? Is that a holler? Yeah. Woo! A hymn right, and a baby. holler. With your main chip Washington. When it comes to information, the main got an arsenal. Bring you up to speed with what you need. He's a local and nationwide news feed. Let's talk about it. Dialect to do something about it. Chip got the flow wide open if you got questions about it. Main, it's the show that brings you to your raw. 